Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. On the FM dial is Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we are with you for the next couple of hours, and glad you're spending some of your morning uh, here with us as we get back into local programming, BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this today. Um, we are going to only have one guest in the first hour, but we're going to cover a lot of Big Ten as man, oh man, <laughs> who hasn't circled this Michigan? Well, we haven't had been able to circle it very long because it moved around, but it's here, ready or not. Six o'clock tonight, Michigan and Iowa, Dickinson, Garza, appointment TV. But if you can't be in front of your TV, of course, the game airs down the hall on News Radio 1040 WHO, a six o'clock tip. Uh, and we'll get into that game coming up as well as the Big Ten overall with Thomas Bendit. Uh, he covers the Big Ten. I look forward to catching up with him, picking his brain on the Wolverines, who, if you would have watched them, I don't know, when did I see, when was the, New Year's Eve is when it was, uh, the Maryland-Michigan game. I think that was the first time I saw the Wolverine strength, and I remember sometime the next week coming in thoroughly unimpressed. Uh, but they've <laughs> changed my mind since then uh, a number of times, including this last Sunday when uh, Ohio State and Michigan put on a tremendous couple of hours of sports entertainment. So Ch- Thomas Bendit in the first hour. Hour, uh, of the program. Wade Looking Bill will join us. He'll help us out from a Hawkeye perspective about 1120. Our friend Wade Looking Bill, a terrific asset uh, to our Rolodex. And then uh, a guy that we've uh, spoken with over the years. He used to cover the Big Ten and did a phenomenal job, more so football than basketball, uh, but worked for the Chicago Tribune. For the longest time, Teddy Greenstein, who I'm referring to, covered multiple, multiple majors. I'm sure we'll pick his brain on on Tiger because he was uh, so good at golf. But now he gave up the Chicago Tribune gig, got ahead of the posse just before it was bought. Um, And we'll see what happens to that one-time wonderful newspaper. But he works for Points Bet. And I'm curious to pick his brain on, on what they're doing over there because they offer, yeah, you can bet, you know, the traditional way mm-hmm. of a point spread. Iowa, you'll take the five and a half or you'll give the five and a half, but you can also move the numbers. Do you understand what they're doing? Do you have a good grasp of it? I do. And one of the reasons is because that is one of the many accounts that I have open uh-huh. uh, going back to January 1st when uh-huh. all the great deals were happening in our state. That was one I jumped aboard with and I actually played it last night on my pick of the night. In the Alabama-Arkansas game. I will remind our listeners who join us late in the hour, or late in the program, rather, you hit again. Just keep 
piling up Jeez. winners. And yet we do our TV show on Mediacom. <laughs> and I'm and terrible. You, can't, you can't pick your nose. No, I. You're we, awful. We have a mythical bankroll of two thousand dollars. I every lost more sep- than half of it. Yeah, every September we get a two thousand yeah. before football season. I'm on the plus side and have been on the plus side. Last year I doubled it. You dominated me a year ago. And, but it's different. I mean, radio. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't pick a winner, and, uh, and over there I can't miss. But anyways, uh, so Teddy Greenstein's going to join us. So back to your story uh, uh, from Arkansas. Did you move the number? And if you do so, right, mm-hmm. you can. Oh, help me out. Go ahead. So last night, the point spread for the Alabama Arkansas game was Arkansas by two. That was pretty much consensus as it tipped off, and that's where I betted at points bet last night. So it's at two. What they do is they, first of all, adjust the line a point, whatever team you're picking. So for me, the point spread went from my, excuse me, minus two to minus three. Then after that, any point past that, you get an additional unit, whatever your unit is. So I bet 50 cents last night. Per unit. Game, per unit. Yeah. And I capped it at 20. So if you, for me, if they would have won by more than 23, I would have made more money. Right. But that was the cap. So at that, at 50 cents per unit, it was 12 times because they ended up winning by, what, 15? Yeah. And so, so I made- minus the three. $6 on that 50 cent unit bet that I put out there. Okay. So let this sounds like a lot of work. It, it is. It's- <laughs> And it's a little scary because if it would have went the other That's way. That's where I want to go. So if they would have if if Alabama would have won mm-hmm. and would have clobbered Arkansas, you would have been forced to pay fifty cents of every point they would have you right. would have lost by? Yes. And if it say it hit that magic twenty number, you're talking about ten bucks I would have lost mm-hmm. as opposed to the six that I made here on that one. Just a different way to bet and if you have even more confidence, you say, not only do I think this point spread is ridiculous, I think Team X is going to kill them. Or mm-hmm. they're going to pull the upset, and instead of just betting a money line... Like that fool who thought the Chiefs were going to kill the Buccaneers. Right, right. right. One yeah. of those people, yeah. you would have been clobbered in this game, especially if you would have bet it on Monday after the Super Bowl. <laughs> Which I was or wrong. after the uh, NFC and AFC Championship games. Well, I did at DraftKings. I moved the number to 14, because I thought they were going to crush them. <laughs> but you didn't lose more money. No, that's true. And that's what you yeah. would do here. With this, so it's a different way to bet. It's fun, mm-hmm. uh, but there is a bigger payoff. But there is a, there is a lot more yeah. of a gamble when you go into it. So it'll be interesting to talk to Teddy. I've always enjoyed our conversations throughout the years with him, and and also I want to I want to talk to him a little bit about making the jump from the newspaper game yeah, and going too. into this and and seeing is this is this going to be the next place for wayward and old newspaper guys. You know, the Athletic, for mm-hmm. so many of the writers, was kind of that place. And now, is this another avenue that people go? Rob Doster, who one of our buddies, yep. he writes for Bet Rivers, I believe yep. it is, yep. is uh, where he writes. So there's a lot of those out there going down that route, and there's a lot of content. And I think we're going to see more and more people trying to jump into this realm. Uh, I'm with you. A lot, a lot of um, uh, newspaper, sports reporters, sports journalists, They've left their paper to go to a television station. Two guys I follow very closely in Denver, Mike Kliss, who was, I think, with The Post, um, and uh, Troy Ranked, I think is his last name. They now work with two competing television stations, uh-huh. and they post their story. At, for instance, if it was here, it would be KCCI or mm-hmm. WHO or WOI. Uh, so these um, you know, reporters, sports reporters, are... The the media world is changing, so uh, so uh, there's no doubt about that. All right, so let's get to what we came up with as we were recording our MediaCom gig yesterday. 
We came up with, I don't know, I don't know how we got here, but it's kind of like our radio show periodically in our half hour. We came up with on the fly, we we're talking about props, and I came up with a Iowa State's last four games, mm-hmm. TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, those two tilts on the road, uh, and then K-State in Ames. So four games left, and I'm optimistic that this team's going to win a game. I set the over-under, and I don't have a... Uh, there's no Miller Casino, but there's a Condon Casino. <laughs> there is. So uh, we went to the... Also ca- fake. Yeah, right. Uh, true. <laughs> don't need the feds knocking no, on my that's, door. That's oh, by the way, I've got a federal prison story. Oh, great. Should I tell that now? You know what? I'm going to say that now. Because so, a lot of people have asked me where our former, when our former partner, what's the latest with him, because mm-hmm. he was sentenced to 41 months. Um, apparently goes to jail today. Oh, wonderful. He gets locked up today, and... In Duluth, Minnesota. Oof. Enjoy your enjoy your yard time in January. <laughs> Maybe been better if he would have been up there a couple weeks ago. Well, trust me, Trent. Every winter's bad up yeah, there. Okay, take it from somebody who grew up a little bit north of that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. awful. So uh, that's the latest. Um, you know, a lot of folks have asked, and uh, t- today's the day that um, that apparently gets locked up. So for forty one months, and I think a federal sentence, you have to serve eighty five percent of that. So he's going to go for away for a while. In Duluth, have fun. Uh, anyways, I have no idea where we were. The kind of casino, the kind of casino. casino. Yes, yes, right, right, right. So we put the number at one and a half because I we're trying to get action on equal action, mm-hmm. right? I think there'll be a lot of folks come in the right away take the under. That's I think right. You you were at the you yeah, were at the yeah. under yesterday. One and a half wins the rest of the regular season. The regular season for one Iowa and a half State. wins. So they've got to win the home games essentially. BTCU at home. Mm-hmm. What's Ken Palm have that number at? A point. TCU favored by a point. Okay, so very winnable basketball game, particularly particularly the way we've seen Iowa State the second half against Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and then obviously the game uh, in uh, Waco the other night. Um, Texas, Texas Tech. Okay, going to be tough, but then K State, and again K State's playing. Look what they did to Oklahoma Tuesday night. Yeah. Tuesday night. Um, and that wasn't a fluky win no, by any means. No, Now, I didn't see a bunch of it, but I've read stuff on it. And like you say, it's kind of backed up that this wasn't a fluke, that uh, that K-State was the better basketball team. That Can, consider night. yourself lucky you didn't see it, because did you see the uniforms K-State was wearing? I didn't see anything. I just it saw was story. those alternate lavender pieces that they wear with the black shorts and the lavender tops. I know what you're referring to, yeah. They wore it probably the first time a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Man, those things are hideous. They are... I... For the most part, can get behind even goofy looking uniforms mm-hmm. and jerseys and combinations. Why are so many teams going? Not only college teams, pro teams. The alternate, oh, well, the NBA for sales. The NBA has gone ridiculous. So is the NHL. Sales, sure. Yeah, I'm trying to find a route yeah. for new money. And uh, one other jersey note: Nike, as they do seemingly every March, has released their top level Nike uniforms. They're okay. Or the top college basketball teams. Okay. Basically, the only difference is they're just putting, and we've seen Iowa, I think, wear some of these before. It just has whatever your local is across the chest. So instead of saying Iowa, will just have the Tiger Hawk instead of okay. Duke, it'll have the D yeah. on Duke, the Blue Devils. Carolina, the NC, I think, is what it is. Yeah. So, Sile will be on the front of Iowa State. Right, right. That's the alternate. Isn't that awful. 
I didn't see it were either Iowa, Iowa State listed or in the picture that they had, but they released mm-hmm. like the top. 10 so will teams. they wear them at some point next year? No, it'll be the end of this season is usually what they usually do with these. So we'll see these next week. That is don't, the plan. Don't wear them in the tournament. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, from time to time. That's the route that they go. Hmm. I guess I never realized that. I remember. Uh, well, I think the most ridiculous jerseys that that still just vividly stay with. Do you remember the mid-90s with Patino at Kentucky yeah. when they had the denim uniforms? No. It wasn't the Kentucky blue. It was... Really? Google that during the break. It is one of the ugliest things you've ever... I mean, this is Tony Delk and Jamal yeah. Mashburn, and they're out there in this weird mm-hmm. denim look. Kentucky blue. The bluegrass state. Yeah. They're wearing denim. It's a classic. You could go a little too far. Yeah, the Chicago White Sox went too far in the <laughs> 70s or whatever yes. it was. Yeah. Oh, those were hideous. I wonder tonight, Michigan, obviously, one of the big Nike schools with the Jumpman uh, that goes along mm-hmm. with it. wonder if they'll be wearing those. Maybe that'll be the the opener of these alternate jerseys. Because it was just yesterday that they released them. Michigan being one of their top schools. We'll see if they're wearing them tonight. Well, uh, what, whatever they wear, I hope they're not successful in wearing them. <laughs> and we'll get into that game uh, here moment. All right, what so, did it have? So what did it have? What, what are you going to do? I'm under. Are they you? What a game. I know. I know. So Even what, the TCU game is a coin flip. As yep. easily as they can win it. I agree. They can lose it. Yep, I agree. And now you got to win two out of three against the remaining mm-hmm. Texas, Texas Tech, and K-State. Mm-hmm. So where, I, I mean, I don't want to push, I don't want any pushes. Well, I don't want to refund everybody's money. So I could have got one and a half or a half a game. They're going to win a game, aren't they? <laughs> it's still if I, if I, 0 and 14, right? If I would have set the, if I would have set the over under at a half a game, would I've got equal action? Yes. Because you would have had Hawkeye fans jumping in that would have been betting the all under. All the under, all over the under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think half would be the number. That's why I'm your consultant at okay. the Miller Casino. So you think I would have got my brains beat in if yeah, I said yeah. it? In. I would have had to adjust very quickly. It would have been 80% of the money would have been on the under, and then you're trying to scramble in this yeah, crazy prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you flip it back the other way. Then you're going to get middled by a bunch of people as you move True. it back to a half. True. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those ones you got to set it and be confident in it and leave it there. So probably a half is the number, but I'd feel confident. Uh, I'd feel confident laying that half a game. I think they get it this weekend. I think they I do think too. They get it this yes. weekend. I like their chances against TCU. TCU's played okay at times this uh, year. It depends what time, night you watch them. Yep, Miles has to play for them to mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. Did he play against Iowa State? Oh. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I don't even remember. I don't think No, he I did. think yeah, I'm almost positive you're right now that you say that. Yeah, yep, DNP, Mike Miles. There you go. Yeah. So he'll he'll be here this weekend. Anyway, so uh, what's what's here and now is just a massive massive game tonight. All right. So you ready to break this thing down? We got some time here. Okay. The matchup between these two teams mm-hmm. and is what we've seen and I think the change over the last two and a half weeks now for Iowa basketball is defense. Is defense. Yep. Is it just a mirage of, more than anything, who they've played? You you look at this lineup of teams here, and over the last, going back to that Indiana game, though they lost, right. that's when the defense. Indiana, not a great offensive no, team. Indiana got blown out last night. They were awful last night. They, Trent, they were up 27-8. to 27-8 with like eight minutes left, now probably ten minutes left in the first, and went to the locker room down five. Tough to do. Really tough to do. Stop three pointer. Stop three pointer. Right, turnover three pointer. It was unbelievable. Anyways, and they did it to Rutgers. And they did it to Rutgers. That is the next team on this list for Iowa. Again, not a great yep. offensive team. They can become very stagnant. They were good last night. 
After that, it was Michigan State. Okay. Not a great offensive nope. team. Wisconsin. Not, uh, not, yeah, okay. I and see Penn, where you're going here. And then Penn State, who I think was the best offensive team, at least, of the group. And they got a, they had a huge, huge uh, cold spurt. Remember in that game? Yes. In the second half? But so it, you're thinking they that, haven't beat the who's who of college basketball here is what true. I'm saying offensively. So what you're saying is maybe a little uh, fool's gold in this <sighs> in this number? They're better defensively. They're playing much better. Well, it stats is, say they are, but you've got to factor in who they're playing now, too. Make a mm-hmm. good point. So that uh, that number that I brought up, I think, yesterday to you, Iowa, since that Indiana game, 22nd in the country in defense. That is adjusted for schedule, though, too. Okay. So this is not just raw numbers. This is adjusted for the teams that they are playing. I think that says something. And this is something you can't measure statistically, but just watch them. Do- doesn't it look like they're trying harder yes. on that end? Yes, hustle. They're, they're, they're fighting they're switch, through screens, fighting through screens, and switching off at, at the proper time. And, and instead of the, you know, there's no switch, and the guy's by himself. As we've seen that this so year, so many times, or terrible late game situations, going under screens when the last thing you can do is give up a three pointer, and they go under the screen, and it's an open three pointer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and look again. Of course, the guy hit it on the other end. There's been those components. Bohannon just has to be that. Just work hard out there on the mm-hmm. defensive end. You do that with the length that they have. Another uh, stat that I dug out, I found very interesting, is Luca Garza. We know foot speed, screen rolls. He's not good. No, neither is Dickinson, no. Right, right. But in those scenarios, he's not a strength. One-on-one defensive situations. He is one of the top 10 players in the country in the post. One-on-one defensive situations, he's one of the best. So a guy that is considered a bad defender, I was surprised to see that. Mm. And that is... Well, he's been around for a long time, certainly yep. understands yep. angles incredibly well. You'd like to think. I think those are all part of it. But That's what made Woodbury the center that yes. he was. Again, not because of athleticism nope. or foot speed. But between the years. Yes. And Luca Garza, at least in one-on-one situations, has been good at that. So I think there are a few things that you can point at and see, but this is a huge step up in competition. Mm-hmm. Dickinson in the middle, what he can do. The other thing. No, well, Dickinson Garza, Trent. That, yes. That's, that's going to be so good. And they don't have to... Because of Dickinson and his size, they don't have to double, and they don't like to double. Remember a year ago, it was John Teske getting beat for, what, 42? Is that what Luca had in that game? 41-42 up and in. Now, Michigan ran away because they scored 110 themselves. But in general, they don't like to double, and they don't have to, and it goes to another level. Teske, who was okay on the defensive end, Mm -hmm. Dickinson, I think, is better, at least as a one-on-one defender. So it's going to be who can create off the bounce, who can get to the rim. Joe Wieskamp, for sure, is the guy that is the most likely to yep. do that. You got to get a little something from Frederick being able to do that. And this feels like a game where you have to get some kind of production off the bench. You need to have that game where Patrick McCaffrey has a or knocks Murray. In a three. Murray yeah. comes out and plays at a high level because Michigan's got their own bench guy. The, yes. This Brown, uh, uh, I don't can't remember his first name. Transfer from Wake Forest. He's a terrific player. Johnny Brown. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's it. You're right. Uh, he's a terrific player. He is uh, instant offense off the yes. bench, too. Yeah, very athletic. Yes. Comes in right away. He plays was the at a difference in the Ohio State game, I thought. And Dickinson was good. Yeah. But this kid was, he didn't, I mean, he, what did he have? 15, 16, something like that off the bench against Ohio State. He was really good. They're going to shoot threes. They're mm-hmm. going to be efficient on both ends of the mm-hmm. floor. Is this going to be another, much like the Ohio State Iowa game, it's going to be, you get a couple of stops, you're going to win. First one to. 85 wins it. Well, I, I'll, I'll say this. I will be surprised if we get to inside the final f- 
you know, three or four minutes of the basketball game, and collectively not we're not on the edge of our seats. Yeah, whether whether you like I were not because I think the five and a half is going to be very much in play mm-hmm. uh, at that point. So I think that'll bring those folks in. I think it's going to be a terrific basketball game. I really do. Then go on two. Then go two and zero oh in this next couple. They really can. And Ohio if they State go Sunday, they go two and zero. Oh. They're in Trent, contention the, for a one seat. One seat is on the Shelby Mass said as much yeah. when he joined us Tuesday. Um, if they go two and zero oh and then finish up next week, uh, Nebraska and Wisconsin. When is the Nebraska game, by the way? That is next Thursday, next March fourth. So Thursday, Sunday, because Wisconsin yep. is Sunday, correct? That Have is... they slated a tip time for the whiskey game? I hadn't seen the other day when they had uh, been going through this announcement. I wonder if that will be the Big Ten, uh, the final Big Ten game of the regulars. Wasn't Illinois Iowa the final was, last yeah. year? Yeah. And uh, that was really cool too because he saw. Basically, all the national media was mm-hmm. watching that yeah. game because it was the last it. college basketball regular season yeah. game of the year. I think you about have to do that, right? I mean, you're going to put there's going to be a big game that'll be happening on CBS, mm-hmm. and I think that's what they're probably mm-hmm. waiting for. They do have an announcement here on the Iowa basketball website, though. Eleven thirty on Big Fox on Sunday, so that'll be the Big Fox game on that Sunday. Eh, not quite as good as the nightcap, but. It'll work. Right. Then we'll turn the channel over and we'll watch uh, Drake and Loyola play for a Valley title. Oh, perfect timing, How about right? that? Yeah. A little after 1 o'clock tip time from the MVC tournament. Uh, we'll see. But uh, tonight's game, if you had to, mm-hmm. or maybe you will, Yeah. are you going to take the points or are you going to lay the five and a half? I laid them last night at DraftKings at four. Okay. This point spread has been all over the place. Because it was five and a half during our show yesterday. That's what it was at DraftKings. So, yeah, when it opened, right? Yes. Circa opened it. I yes. thought they were five and a half, too. Is that where they were? Mm-hmm. I saw there was, and I can't remember where yesterday. It was early evening, I think, that I saw it. Somebody had it at seven and a half, though. Jesus. Yeah. And then last night when I looked and I fired at it last night after I was counting my winnings with the Razorbacks, <laughs> Pig Suey, I... Uh, Saw it at four at DraftKings, so I jumped on and laid it with Michigan at that number. It's not that I don't believe in Iowa, that they can win this game. Mm-hmm. There are just a lot of matchups that I like Michigan a little bit better. Do you? And the level that they are playing at. Yep. That Sunday experience against Ohio State mm-hmm. was fun, and it was eye-opening. Yep. I liked Ohio State going into that game. I, I thought, all right, this is the time it's finally going to catch up to Michigan. This team, like you said, is not good. Maybe the record indicates. And every single time I have that feeling, they've answered the bell. Yeah, they have. I was dead wrong about them. The one loss against Minnesota was ugly, but... It was in Minnesota. We see plenty of teams play bad in the barn. Uh And every other opportunity that they have had, they have answered in a big-time way. Can they win a national championship, though? No, because Gonzaga's going to (laughs) participate. You're all zags. you, You still think there's that gap between one and two, don't you? Well, I want to see Baylor in Kansas on Saturday. Yeah. I I do. Look, Baylor said all the right things. There's no rust. With the way we practice, we're not going to come out and look like a rusting basketball team. They had two days of practice. True, but they said it out of their own. So it's not like it was planted in the back of their mind, the kids I'm talking about, (laughs) that they're not going to play well. Iowa State just, they played. Now, did did Baylor have some uncharacteristic turnovers? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. But they didn't take the floor thinking, oh, man, we're in trouble today. We haven't prayed. We've only had two practices. That was not part of their mindset, and they said as much. And I'm glad that they uh, put made that uh, part of the broadcast on ESPN News. All right, the bets are coming in at the Condon Casino, and everybody's on the under on the one and a half. Oh, really? 
so I'm going to have an interest. I'm, I'm going to have, uh, there's going to be a side. Now you're going to be rooting. Yeah, rooting interest. The books have it from time to time. Uh, looks like the Condon Casino is going through as well. Because I'm leaving it there. One and a half. You want to go over, you want to go under. Under. Yeah, I know. Probably the They're 0-14. Right They're 0-14 at the end of the day. All right, we will uh, talk Big Ten hoops uh, with our friend Thomas Bendit coming up. We'll do a lot on Michigan, but we're going to expand and go around the conference. Uh, at 11.20-ish, our friend Wade Looking Bill uh, will join us. We'll get his perspective on tonight's game. And then Teddy Greenstein, who was a longtime reporter uh, for the Chicago Tribune, will join us. He's now with Points Bet. You know, I, that's one of the ones that I tried to sign up for, and I couldn't get through. Couldn't figure it I out. Couldn't figure it out. I had a couple of those moments too. You did. Yes. So I'm not alone. I'm trying to. I can't remember offhand which one it was, but it it was a frustrating one, and yes. I that I imagined you. And and you it was get, more frustrating. You get a little more frustrated than I do with things usually. Well, I get so. pissed off at myself because I shouldn't be this inept. But it's not always ineptitude. Sometimes it's just things are not going right. Yeah. Sometimes there's a bug in an app. There's, See, I never thought I would be that air quote old or person uh, yeah. that I wouldn't be able to figure this stuff out that I mean I wasn't going to bring this up because I just have no clue what's going on but I'm going to ask you now and maybe embarrass myself a little bit why is everybody posting on Twitter about cards like sport like sports cards it is a market that has jumped such a significant but level cards since March that I used to buy with a piece of gum yes so my era of but the But I 80s. thought it was, it's called something else. It's called NBA something. Uh, th- that is something different. This is, and I do not know a ton okay, about Okay, good. It. But <laughs> yes, what you're talking about there is not actual trading cards. These are highlights that you're buying. The What do you mean highlights? The, the like video a, a file. Dunk? Yes, the video file of that, and they are tradable. So why couldn't I just get that myself? If I want to watch Line A shoot and score goals. <laughs> you, you can do that. This is different, though. This is something that is tradable. This is what is considered a commodity. Tyrese Halliburton. So you would trade me for my highlights? Yes. Yes. What a stupid idea. That's what I thought, too. But this is for something well out of our realm. This is different level stuff. I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time, and I don't block people other than people on the Winnipeg Jets feed. Because they... It's just ridiculous. Um (laughs) And I'm not interacting with them. I just don't want them showing up on yeah. my feet. But my feet is all of these NBA top shot, and they're trading highlights? Yeah. That's how my brain at least understands it. You know, So who do you show these? Who do you brag about that you open up your pack and you got a Griffey rookie? Right. I got a Griffey home run. That's not worth That's not any fun, is it? But it's about getting on the ground floor. It's... In a way, it's kind of like cryptocurrency, the Bitcoin of the world. I don't world. understand that either. That's what this is in the sports realm, if you were. It's something that is not tangible. You can't put your finger so on it. You can't you pay hold for it. it then? Because ultimately, there is a belief that it's going to be worth money, that you're going to make money on these yeah. investments. And you know, same thing. I don't hold my stocks right in my hand. True. But they're in my profile. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. It's just adding to your profile. Okay, when you look at it, it that way, I get it. And that and that's going to be valuable. Some athletes highlight some people that think I that. could go on YouTube, I would think, yeah. and build my own file of I heard Williams the other day, he's got a couple of these. Chris Williams. Does he? He jumped on board. It's one of his many passions, as you know. Oh Jesus. He's got a lot of them. And this is another one apparently. Top shot. 
He's getting in on the ground floor. Did he make any money? He had an opportunity to. You think he turned it around or he just holding? I don't even. You know what? I think it's a scam. Well, it probably I, I, I is. I think right? it's a scam. It's kind of like that. Um, didn't you? Didn't you jump in and buy a bunch of stocks and, and now they're? Oh no! Well, I didn't get in on like the game stock, right? But it was during that time that I jumped aboard. So did this come out during that time too? Yeah, yeah, right around the same time. It's a racket. You're not buying it. No, I'm not buying it. I, I'm going to uh, try and help somebody make some money the old-fashioned way. I like that. And that's with another $1,000 slam dunk. Text the keyword money to 200-200 right now. It's your chance at $1,000. Money to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Thomas Bendit on Michigan, Iowa, and the Big Ten overall when we return uh, as we take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. In about 25 minutes before the hour of 11, Thomas Bendit, SB Nation, BT Powerhouse. Well, we've got a massive, massive game tonight. Michigan and I will go around the Big Ten with Thomas, uh, who's back with us, and we're grateful for that. Thomas, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thank you uh, for finding some time for us today uh, as we are now, what, uh, seven and a half hours away from this uh, to, uh, Big Ten tilt that's appointment television. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. And, yeah, it, it's hard not to get excited about this one. Um, it, it's a shame last weekend's Michigan-Ohio State game feels like it overshadowed a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, another top ten game. No, that game, on, and I'm glad that the, the country realized how big that and how entertaining it was mm-hmm. as the television numbers have come out and said that was the most watched uh, college basketball game of the season, and, uh, and understandably so with two heavy heads from the Big Ten going at it the way they did. You know, let me pick your brain on this Michigan team because in watching that game and watching Michigan the times that I have, I, mean, I, I get Smith and Brooks and, Va- and Wagner and, and Livers and Dickinson. That's a really good starting five but brown was the guy who was jumping off my television set particularly against ohio state this wake forest transfer really gives them some athleticism off the bench he's a load absolutely he's been a a huge boost for michigan and you know he's he's a bench player and and really name only um he he's a, a lot of times and i think you saw it on sunday against ohio state where he plays a lot of the the big big minutes down the stretch and it's because he's a He's really good on defense, really consistent um, out on the perimeter. And he you saw him go to work on the offensive boards. I think he had two or three key offensive rebounds there in the closing minutes that ultimately pushed Michigan over top of Ohio State. And he's a nice piece because it, he can play multiple positions. He can defend a lot of guys and a little sneaky offensively. Not, not a great offensive player, but he picks his moments and certainly can contribute there as well. So one thing you think about Michigan, we know great offensively they are, but what about on the defensive end? When are we going to see, and it just feels so odd here as we are about to flip the calendar to March and Iowa and Michigan haven't played in, it still feels like I don't have a complete hold on just what this Michigan team is about. So what's Juwan Howard and everybody else on the bench? What are we going to see out of this group defensively? Well, I, I don't know how much defense there's going to be tonight. <laughs> Iowa's offense is so overwhelming that I'm, I'm not sure. You know, you just try to slow them down a little bit. Um, but Michigan has been nice and solid defensively. Offensively, is certainly is their strength, I think. But Eli Brooks and Chandi Brown have been really nice 
defensive players on the perimeter. Brooks had a, shall we say, a rough outing on Sunday against Ohio State. Uh, Washington went off for 30 yeah, on him. But overall, he's he's been pretty consistent um, out on the perimeter. And I think the, the difference maker defensively for Michigan usually is Wagner. And I say that because once in a while he'll get switched onto a guard. And it's just his wingspan is so long. Uh, that it, it seems like he creates two, three turnovers in the second half every game, and it, it ends up being the difference. Um, so they're diverse, but I think I think Michigan, for the most part, if you're looking to just a ten thousand foot view, you know, what do you think of this team other than they're they're really good? Is just they're really balanced uh, across the board. You know, Hunter Dickinson will beat you one night. The next night, it's Isaiah Livers going nuts from three. The night after that, it's Wagner overwhelming somebody on defense with a double team. It's kind of all over the place, and I, I'd say probably their their weakest position is Mike Smith at point guard. Mm-hmm. But even he, he's real crafty. Um, really has gotten a good connection with Hunter Dickinson down low. So they're just so balanced across the board. You know, Iowa has Ohio State uh, coming up on Sunday as well, so pretty big back-to-backer for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go back to the Michigan-Ohio State game. Liddell was uh, was was incredible in that basketball game. And even earlier uh, in February when Iowa and Ohio State played uh, in Iowa City, I th- you know what? I thought Iowa was the better team on the floor. Now, didn't clearly, it didn't go their way in the end. But when you, when you look at this Ohio State team, you mentioned Washington. He went off for 30 in the game. Arns is going to get his seemingly always does against Iowa yes, suing does. I'm not sold on um, but this is a team that, that seems to play above their talent level in Ohio State do you see it that way or am I being um, unfair against the Buckeyes I completely agree I think if you looked at this top five and compared them to Iowa's top five the to Michigan's top five maybe Illinois top five you would you would pick the other team uh-huh. you know almost every time but they really have a knack for playing together, and I, I think for them, the difference over the last month or so, I think they won like 10 out of 11, something like that, before the Michigan game on Sunday, which is just unreal in today's world of college basketball, especially in the Big Ten, is first off, they're just, they are play such a gritty and physical style. Kyle Young, um, he's a guy to me that I think gets undersold a lot by people where he doesn't put up big numbers, he doesn't... Uh, amaze on the on the box uh, the box score, but when when it comes down to it, he will mess up your big men. He'll do that physical play where it, it's very frustrating if you're rooting for the other team. But he's just a really gritty player in, in that way. And I think secondly, Lydell, who you mentioned, has really just come on. He's shooting better from outside. He's hitting some of these difficult shots, and I think that has been the thing that elevates them. Where um, if you look at some of his shooting numbers since he's picked it up, I think Ohio State's scoring like five, six, seven points extra a game, which in Big Ten play means you know win, wins yeah. and losses right there. Um, so it's it's been interesting to watch. They certainly look the part of a top five, top ten team on Sunday, um, and and it's going to come down to you know can Iowa slow down their Ohio State's uh, offense enough to. Um, to sneak one out this weekend. Huge week, certainly, for the Hawkeyes, and a fun one uh, happening tonight, Iowa-Michigan, before the Ohio State game on Sunday. All right, uh, Thomas, one more from me on the Michigan front, and this is a conversation we had as they were returning to play, and we were still trying to figure out this schedule. Of course, this game was one of them that were moved, but as it looks right now, Michigan is not going to get 
close to the 20-game regular season. They will be playing 17 games in the regular season. Now, because they have such a big lead, maybe it's not as big of a deal. But there was a quote from Jawan Howard basically saying, we're not Maryland. We're not Nebraska. And it struck me as very odd to hear that after, on the football side, seeming the rules being changed for Ohio State, now something similar happening for Michigan and basketball. Is this a good look for the Big Ten and all, where for the longest time it's been a conference for everybody? Everybody's on equal playing field, and that maybe is not the case anymore, both basketball and football. It's unfortunate. I mean, uh, you know, we at BT Powerhouse we only cover you know basketball, but it's hard not to get caught up in the in the football craziness in the fall, and you know, changing the rules to get Ohio State right. in at the last minute, changing the the overall, uh, you know, how, the determination for the Big Ten title here at the last minute, um, letting Michigan. I won't say let them letting them off the hook because I do think what the Big Ten is is putting Nebraska through is just insane. It really where they're is. playing like. You know, four or five games in like a little over a week. Eleven that, games, uh, seven games in eleven days, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They, Nebraska shouldn't have had to do that, and I don't know if they were forced to or not. But that, to me, that that's ridiculous. It, it's not a fair uh, game when one team's playing uh, three more games a week than the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. I think there's been a lot of inconsistency and wavering across the Big Ten in football and basketball here. Um, you got to question some of the leadership and, and how this whole thing's unrolling. Granted, these are unusual times, unusual circumstances. So, um, you know, maybe this doesn't bleed out for the years to come. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know we talked about this, I think, the last time I was on here about potentially canceling the mm-hmm. Big Ten tournament yep. um, to allow teams to make up games so everybody hits 20. And then, secondly, to prevent a potential outbreak right before the NCAA tournament and selection Sunday, because the NCAA is going to be really tough on positive tests. So uh, mm. I I still support that that route. Yep. The Big Ten seems to have no interest in doing it, I don't, whether it's financial reasons, whether it's what have you. Um, you know, that's a different story, but I would like to see that. I think it's, it's unfair. Um, ultimately, I don't know if it'll matter, as you said, because Michigan, it, it, they're still playing the difficult games. I think one of the games they would have had to make up was like, Northwestern and Penn State. So I think from a title perspective, it doesn't feel that that cheap. Uh, but yeah, it, it's an unfortunate situation. Uh, BT, Howard, uh, BT Powerhouse as part of SB Nation, Thomas Bendit is our guest. And you know what they've done too, is they've made sure that the in-state rivalry, the two games that Michigan State and Michigan are going to play, and it's the final two games of the regular season, which are going to be so critical to, go, critical to Michigan State's uh, tournament resume. On the other hand, it'll provide an opportunity for Michigan to really uh, put the final nail in, uh, in Sparty's coffin, which I'm sure would go <laughs> over well amongst the Wolverine fans. So the fact that we're getting those two games at the end of the season, I'm, I'm with you on Penn State and Northwestern. They would end it up in the win column. But Michigan State, Michigan, back-to-backers at the end of the year seems fitting. It, it's going to be really fun. Um, I mean, you're talking, what, I think it's four days apart, uh-huh. the two games. Uh, it's going yeah. to be intense. Yeah, and the, the thing I'm really interested to see out of it, other than just what has become one of college basketball's better rivalries in recent years is this back-to-back thing because it it seems like every time one of the college teams have done this at least in the Big Ten is you know team A will win the first game and then uh, in the second game team B either wins it or performs much much better than they did in the first game 
So it's going to be curious, you know, if Michigan you know, blows out Sparty in the first game, which um, at least the, the stats would suggest that Michigan will be a big favorite in the first game, is does Michigan State come back with, with extra fire and energy in the second one and even things out? So it's going to be interesting to see. As you said, I, I think for Michigan State, it, it's going to be really important because they, they need wins desperately down the stretch here to make the NCAAs. A little bit further down the conference, what's wrong with Wisconsin? They get it done Sunday against Northwestern. That doesn't say a whole lot. But seeing them last week against Iowa, the blow of the big lead they had against Michigan a week from Sunday, just this team with all this experience, I anticipated they were going to be a lot better. What's wrong with the Badgers in your mind? I think it's twofold. The The first thing is they're just not getting production from the big men. I mean, Potter has really underwhelmed this year. He's not lighting it up from deep like he did last year when Wisconsin kind of came out of nowhere to win to win a share of the Big Ten title. Um, and then secondly, I just think the top of the Big Ten is much better than it was mm-hmm. last year. I mean, Iowa is much stronger than it was last season. Michigan is. Illinois is. So I think Wisconsin is just sort of the re- – everybody around them has gotten a little bit better so they're not being able to you know eke out some of these wins and and battle uh some of these other big 10 foes so i i think it's the combination of the big men have underwhelmed here down the stretch and then you know beating this year's iowa team is a lot tougher of a task than last year that's for sure uh cio de sumo apparently has a broken note i didn't see this i missed this story against uh uh, Michigan State and their loss to Michigan State. A kid by the name of Sissoko. Do you know anything about him, Thomas? I'm looking at him now. He plays, uh, you know, limited minutes. Apparently, he was in the game at the end and was ejected from the game for a dirty uh, for a, a, a dirty play against uh, Io DeSomo, a play that resulted in a broken nose, and he may not be able to answer the bell tonight. And will go into the tournament, I would assume, with one of those masks on uh, over uh, over his face. Did you see that? Because this is uh, this is a story that I did not see. Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching the game last night. It was extremely physical. Um, yeah. You know, Cokeburn was, was complaining throughout the second half about how physical it was down low. Um, and you saw Michigan State had two big men foul out. So it gives you a sense mm-hmm. of just how physical things were down there. Um, there were a few hits. Uh, I, I would agree that that seemed to be over the line um, down the stretch there for Michigan State. But um Worked out well for them, yep. I guess, one way or another. They they up, pulled off the upset. They beat Illinois. We'll see how they respond here. Uh, this, I believe they play tonight. Um, so we'll see how Michigan State yeah. responds. But, um, yeah, it, unfortunate, unfortunate to see a, a guy like that get hurt. No doubt about it. Thomas, thank you. If your schedule allows, we'll pick your brain prior to the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you're, you're great, uh, great knowledge on the Big Ten in general. Appreciate it, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good to talk to you. Our BTE powerhouse part of SB Nation, Thomas Bendit, is our guest. We'll take a timeout, come back and finish. Boy, DeSoma, that's a blow to them, right? Yeah. That mask, they never seem to be able to play up to their... Well, some guys, it happens very quickly. What was it? Chauncey Billups just wore it all the time. We liked <laughs> it so much, so... Yeah, I guess there is that point. Um, I didn't see it. I, I mean, I watched... Yeah. It was two nights ago, right? Two uh-huh. nights ago? Um, I mean, the Michigan State took it to him, and it was physical because Coburn was he was beefing, and he's a big dude. Yes, he is. And it was it was physical in the paint, no doubt about it. But I missed the DeSomo dirty play that got Sissoko kicked out. Uh, anyways, we'll come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six. 
It's time for the Urology Center of Iowa audio cut of the day. What would you say to Carolina fans who are questioning whether or not it made sense to schedule this game considering the result? <laughs> well, if I'd known we were going to lose, God Almighty, I wouldn't schedule the thing. Come on, we can't operate in damn hindsight. God Almighty. If you'd told me we were going to lose, hell yeah, we wouldn't have played the game. If you'd told me we were going to beat the Lakers, I'd have scheduled them. Carolina fans, they're not that dumb. If they are, I got no answers for them. Set up your vasectomy appointment with the Urology Center of Iowa at 515-400-3550 or iowauro.com. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. That was Roy Williams, of course, Dad Gum. Uh, <laughs> he really was laying it on thick there, wasn't he? The yeah, southern drawl. When he gets upset, it seems like it comes out even more. Because I didn't think that's how he sounded. That's not how he talked. Well, it wasn't a Kansas. No. As soon no. as when he got back to Carolina, though, that drawl started come back a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, the, we, that wasn't the best move uh, on, on their part. So I want to go back because I can't get this out of my mind. This trade, this trading highlights thing. Oh, okay. All right. So you're telling me that someone, if I had uh, a Drew Lock highlights, well, or highlight in it, that's a bad example. Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And I bought his highlights, right? Well, it, I believe it's a highlight. Or a highlight. Yes. So one of those no-look passes. Why would I buy Why would anyone want that? Virtual packs can be purchased and either showcased or resold on the virtual marketplace with some highlights currently selling for as much as $100,000. Oh, BS. That's what they're going for. Some of them. This is from NBA Top Shot. And, uh, yeah, this is from... I, I, again, I can get that highlight myself, can't I? Yes. It's not about the actual seeing the highlight. It's well, the commodity. what am I going to do with it? Virtually show it to people. This but is everybody what I can have it. I must be missing something. But they can't in this, in this realm, I guess. I have no idea. We... we, we I'm glad that you're seemingly as confused as I am about this. It's it's odd, right? It's ridiculous. I mean, why would anyone spend money on this? And again, if you purchase it, where do you you can't put it up on your wall? You can't frame it. Right. What do you want to do? what are you going to do with it? Put it on your website? I but, don't but, know. But if, uh... mm. Now you're making me feel old. Knock it off. <laughs> yeah, thanks. All right. Anyways, we have no idea what we're talking about a lot of the time, but certainly uh, <laughs> when it comes to this, I do not understand it. But I, I, I'm right there with you. But I keep seeing it on my on my Twitter feed, all of these people, and, and I had no idea what it was. I thought they were trading cards. Which has boomed over the last year. Because of the pandemic, right? Right, right. People going back into it, grading yep. things. I got a card, a Jordan card, not his rookie card. His, yeah. Wish you did. Yeah, right? exactly. But it was, I believe, his third-year card. Mm-hmm. I got it, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. It was graded, so it's you know the actual graded one. It's not a PS10 or anything like that, but I think it's an 8 or an 8.5. Which means it's in pretty good shape. Is that what that means? Good shape, okay, yeah, yeah, and it, it has. But it was going, I remember looking, I don't know, a couple years back. It was like 20, 30, 40 bucks, something like mm-hmm. that. Look the other day on eBay when it just sold yeah. for $750. Are you kidding me? A Jordan third year graded the same as the one that I have. And I thought, I mean, I'd like to have it. You yeah. know, it's, I like Michael Jordan. Right. But if I'm ever going to sell it, isn't the time now? I would think, yeah, absolutely. How much higher can a card like that go? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, you're talking to the wrong guy. Right. I mean, I, I was the I was the guy that there was these two incredibly rookie shortstops in New York. Rookie shortstops. And I've got a stack of Ray Ardonias cards. Oh, no. Yeah, I bought the wrong rookie. I bought the Met, not you the went Yankee. With, you went with the defensive wizard Ray Ardonias. Yeah. I couldn't believe some of the plays this kid made. It was this Jeter fellow. He never going to do nothing. Uh, anyways, uh, we will uh, come back. I want to get into the NFL. Russell Wilson apparently might be on the move. Have you seen that story mm-hmm. that's breaking this morning? Uh, and the King's ransom that he's going to demand for him to get out of Seattle. We'll do a couple of NFL notes as Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. Oh, God, I love mock draft season. Uh, Miller and Condon with you until noon. Teddy Greenstein coming up as well. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.